0: Embracing the media company mindset. It's important topic how you can do it today, especially in the era of AI when we have these AI tools and uh, we need to be creative specific and help our customers readers as much as possible i'm so excited to discuss this talk with with gresham harkless how are you i'm glad to you know be here so um my name is
1: gresham i'm in the washington dc area i have kind of two different you know businesses that i focus on i have a digital marketing company focused on web design support seo services and that uh will be 10 years old this year and then i have a slew of media kind of resources for the audience that I work with, with the CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And um, a lot of that is around blogs, the daily podcast, uh, video content, all to help CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners to succeed and win. So
0: that's what uh, keeps me a little busy. Uh, Yes, love it, love it, love it. Okay, Gresh, let's talk about uh, how you can uh, unite uh, two different channels, I mean like SEO and media, I think. uh, some companies can order seo services others can prefer media but uh, you we can uh, take both and unite because i see the last time media plays a huge role in seo as well so any tips how to do it right
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i think you really just hit the nail on the head i think we're getting into a you know a time period, or we've been getting into that time period, but it's more and more accelerated where there aren't silos around really any aspects of our life, let alone you know our businesses and our organizations. So when we're talking about you know building a media company, trying to leverage things from SEO to you know TikTok to you know Instagram, and 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 trying to figure out make sure our, our Google Ads are running correctly, it's so important to understand like how these things are not siloed; they're all integrated. And once you kind of Have that mentality. Um, A lot of what I kind of talk about is really. Approaching that mindset very similarly to going into the grocery store to get your favorite ingredients or the best ingredients for whatever your dish is. Um, after you have an idea of like what you're trying to to do as far as your goal, after you have an idea of you know some of the ingredients and the pros and cons of each, you start to realize that you can leverage and, and blend some of these ingredients together to ultimately make the the dish or the recipe that you ultimately want. But it's Very important to, first of all, understand that they're not siloed. And secondly, to understand that there's pros and cons of each of these, whether we're talking about earned media versus paid media, or we're talking about SEO versus TikTok or any social media platform. When you start to understand the pros and cons, I think it allows you to say, okay, if I can look at this media landscape as a whole, I can see what are going to be those integral things that get me to ultimately where I want to be
0: hmm. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Gresh, I want to ask about creative mindset. It's interesting, you know, once I, I, uh, I read a story about Lloyd Richardson. Uh, Richards, uh, he uh, published a book 11 years ago, and he spent 14 years to write this book. Many years uh, of hard work to write just a single book. Then after publishing, uh, he tried to sell with generic marketing sales, but Nothing can help to sell this book. Uh, Then his daughter decided to post content on TikTok about this book Uh, from account with zero followers. This video became viral. Uh, Plus 50 million people watched this video. And of course, I watched this video. I want to know how to get 50 million people, you know. And uh, what I found, it's not... uh, uh, This video has no nice looking design. Simple design. But it's creative, you know, it's creative. I got uh, the feeling of uh, curiosity. I want to read this book. It's interesting. And today this book is bestseller on Amazon. So creative video beats all marketing and sales methods. I think it's uh, it's important today, especially when we have AI and many content creators complain that AI is not creative. Yes, of course, it's not creative because it's the best rewriting tool ever. Rewriting, not writing. So any tips how to be creative, especially uh, when you have this uh, media company mindset? <laughs> Yeah, and I got to check that video out too to kind of see that now It'll definitely be a five, uh, 50
1: million and one uh, viewers because I'm going to check it out as soon as we get out of this but I think one of the things that we forget about when we're using the word creativity is that a lot of times you want to create space for creativity so when we think about tools like AI, it's not that you're creating with AI; it's that AI is allowing you to be free, so that you can create a lot more. And if we kind of look at all these tools and, and avenues that we have and use them in conjunction, um, then we start to realize that they're not really competing with you know our creativity; they're actually adding to it because it allows us more space to be creative. So when we're talking about you know different you know ways to get your your business out there in um, your organization you know, definitely video obviously is really, you know, powerful because it touches on so many different senses. You get to see people, you get to hear them, you get to connect with them. You see the the verbal that they're saying, you see the nonverbal that they're saying. So, um, and and now we're seeing that the technology that the people have as well too, whether we're talking about our smartphones or internet connection, when it's not going out is such set up such that we can take in more and more video content. So not only are people more open to it, it touches on more Census, um, but it also is allowed We're at a time where the technology is allowing that too. So that's where I think a lot of the, you know that opportunity comes from. But I think anytime you're talking about any part or any space or time within you know your journey in business, you want to get a very good idea on. Not just the ingredients that are important, but how are people tasting and taking in those ingredients? So you mentioned writing the books and spending 14 years on creating this, you know, masterpiece of work and this all this knowledge and information and and, and not getting as much opportunity as it could because maybe it wasn't kind of given in the ingredient that people wanted to taste, they wanted to enjoy, they wanted to take in. So I think as much as it is important to, of course, create quality um, content or quality information have a quality business it's maybe even more important to make sure that it is palatable and people can take it in they taste it they want to know it so as much as it is creating it it's also about translating it so people that can um, understand it they can take it in and they can use it um and it's valuable for them too so it's kind of balancing between both of those
0: hmm yeah nice nice uh I want to ask about uh, one more about difference between media and SEO, because I see SEO is more about evergreen content, but media covers like uh, breaking news, something new. Uh, But I think it's important for SEO as well, because the last time we have a lot of conversations, it's important to update content and uh, readers are not interested to consume content that was written many years ago, even if it's evergreen content. Uh, So can you tell? How uh, it's important to update today and how media uh, information, the last data can help you with that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, those two things definitely go hand in hand. And when I look at media, I don't look at media as just, you know, your traditional media or maybe even the newer type media where we're often mm-hmm. talking about PR. Um, we're, we're seeing like all of these things are starting to blend. Even if you think of social media, it's media and it's heart, but it's just a social variety. So I think that uh, when we're talking about, you know, SEO, um, we're talking about being able to kind of create um, media, I like to call it, but that could be blogs, that could be podcasts, um, that could be video that's embedded on your site. All of that, in my um, perception, is media. And I think if mm-hmm. we so- start to kind of break down those barriers, we start to see that these um, practices and the things that we're doing are very much in aligned. Like it, some of the same practices that you're going to do when posting on TikTok or you're posting on you know, Instagram or, or using Reels are going to be the same kind of principles. Maybe you're going to do it in a different way, but the same kind of principles you'll do if you're writing a blog or you're doing an interview or if you have a podcast or you're going live. So... At the end of the day, you want to make sure that you are leading with that value as much as possible, and understanding like where this value lies. You don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it, because even if you're trying to rank well, whether we're talking about you know from an SEO algorithm standpoint, or you're trying to get more organic traffic uh, through TikTok, you want to make sure that you're leading with value. And I think if you have that um, mentality and you have that approach. You know, it's not always going to to be true for every single blog post that you wrote. It could be very valuable and it may not necessarily land as much as you hoped. But if you continue to kind of showcase and provide value, then I think more times than not, you're going to be on the right side of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, You know, I often see when uh, customers don't understand what they want to get. For example, uh, they usually share competitors and tell you know, I want this traffic, <laughs> I want uh, the sales, but uh, I usually explain. Uh, it's better to consider your strong side, uh, your unique selling proposition. Competitors might have their strong sides. For example, if I want to film videos like Mr. Beast, how I can beat him? You know, because uh, his strong side experience and he spent many years to get it. Uh, I remember like he got first thousand subscribers after... 18 months yeah to to publish all this video so he got experience and uh can you tell how to do it for example if you get a customer who doesn't want uh, doesn't know what to do how to create the right strategy how to lead uh, this customer in the right direction
1: yeah and i think you hit the nail on the head it's funny on my show i'll ask everybody that's on the show like for what i call their secret sauce which is kind of the thing that they feel kind of sets them apart and makes them unique. And I think that kind of a misconception is that you you flick a button or you check a box and then you have your secret sauce. But I think a lot of times it's a journey in and of itself to understand like, how are you gonna break through the noise? What sets you apart? Um, what is going to help you to really connect and resonate with the audience that you're you're trying to connect with? And I think that once you kind of understand that a little bit more, what it leads you to do is to have an idea of like what that secret sauce is, what kind of sets you apart. And then you start to experiment and you start to see what connects and what doesn't connect. Um, you start to see that, hey, maybe I I like that aspect that Mr. Beast is, is kind of leveraging. Let me, you know, try that on, you know, like a like a pair of shoes. Let me try that pair of shoes on to see if it fits or if it doesn't. And if it fits, you know, a little bit, maybe you're going to say it doesn't quite do exactly what I want it to or I want to execute it in a different way. And you start to create, your, you know, your own recipe as a result of adding those different, you know, methodologies, the ways that people are approaching. So I think it's a process. That's the first and foremost thing I would understand. You know, help people to understand, it's not going to be as if you create one piece of content, you post it, and then you automatically know that you have nailed it. Like you mentioned, Mr. Beast, you mentioned all these people that are extremely successful. The person that wrote the book, they work for years and years and years. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. I think the the quote is, the, um, the secret to the overnight success is it takes 10 years. And I think if we don't <laughs> recognize that, we don't understand that, then that's just kind of setting ourselves up for failure
0: yeah i remember one uh podcast hoster and he told uh he invited garvey to his podcast and one of his listeners asked him how he Got Gary V on his podcast. Uh, what he did, and he ex- he uh, replied to this question that he spent 20 years to invite <laughs> Gary Vee to his podcast, you <laughs> know. So yeah, I think it's the same <laughs> if you invite Bill Gates or Elon Musk for five minutes. And if these guys will come, that means you deserved you deserved with your uh hard work. Uh okay, Gresh. Let's talk about creating the right strategy. Can you tell how to do it? Because, you know, I see when people uh, in SEO field, they open SEMrush, IHRS, Uber suggests many other great tools. They see high volume. You know, they think, wow, I want to get this traffic. I want to do it. But in the first stage, it's hard. It's really hard to get these keywords Because, for example, if I take SEO, I need to compete with Moz, IHRS, Google, Google, uh, M- many other great uh, pieces of content that deserve this ranking positions uh, because of resources, because of uh, branding, m- many other things. Uh, but in the second it doesn't mean that I can sell by having this keyword because uh, uh, if you sell SEO services, I'm not sure that SEO will help a lot with that. So can you tell how to find the right strategy? Uh, in <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that a lot of it
1: is right in a line with the things that we've been talking about. And usually the I, I would say the infinite opportunity is in the niches. And and those opportunities are like how people are searching and, and trying to 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 be um, as far ahead as, as possible um, Wayne Gretzky has this quote And it, it, it always resonates with me because I think It resonates with SEO where he says I don't skate to where the puck is I skate to where the puck's going To be and I think that If you have that experimentation That we talked about before and you're constantly Saying okay where is this puck potentially going to be I'm going to try to be there but It's not just necessarily one place I'm going to try You know different things and and to get Really tactical I mean that could be everything from You know having different you know pages On your site having different um keywords Words from creating and, and kind of optimizing those pages in different ways, adding images and videos, just so many different ways to, to try to increase your likelihood of ranking. Um, I think the at the heart of it, it's all around that experimentation. But I think that if you're trying to show up for SEO, like you mentioned, there's there, it's very, very competitive. So you're gonna have yeah. you know a challenge and you you know, you're you're working upstream to, to try to make that happen. But if you start to see that, okay, maybe you found that not at the top of you know SM, SEM Rush. yeah what i was just saying you know if you go to to Semrush and you look at those top keywords and you're saying that those are extremely competitive and they are extremely competitive if you think about the number of people that are trying to rank for those rather than look at the top, maybe look at the bottom and you start to see like, what can I start to rank for and even use those top keywords along with the bottom keywords and start to blend them together. So, um, you know, if there's, you know, certain, you know, rank terms like how do I rank for local SEO is extremely competitive. Um, but you see at the very bottom, you know, it might be something along the lines of how do I rank, you know, my TikTok higher. So. If you blend those, how do I rank my uh, TikTok higher for local SEO? All of a sudden you have a little bit more of a niche search. So you play around with those different opportunities and you see that they're less competitive. So you're probably gonna be able to put quote unquote less effort into and less resources into doing that. And you're able to rank for more of those which you start to find that for one, you start to rank for those, but two, you might be ahead of the curve. You might be where the puck's gonna be. And you have that opportunity to, to, to rank better over time, because at the heart of it, SEO is definitely more of a long-term type of marketing strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, Gresh, I have the question. Uh, if I have limited resources, I think all companies, even big companies, have limited resources. We need to choose priorities. Now, uh, for example, uh, what I see when uh, companies create content plan with 100 topics, but having resources for topics you know it's not good idea can you tell how to choose the right priorities and stick with them
1: yeah i I think anytime you're you're using any you know are thinking about any marketing strategy um three questions are always i think the most important one we obviously touched on is resources um i think so many times when we're talking about resources we can quickly think about you know money and budget and things like that but also don't um discount time and that's whether you're putting your time into you know building that or you're potentially hiring somebody um, and how they're going to spend their time if they're internal to your team so look at time and then resources so be honest about that and what you're looking at and then after that be very clear on where you want to go um and and that's basically saying like what are your goals what are you trying to accomplish what does success look like um, if you're trying to sell an ebook or potentially try to give away an ebook, your approach is going to be a lot different than somebody that wants people to pick up the phone and call them right there, or somebody that might want them to chat or download their podcast or whatever it is, you want to be very clear on, you know, the the goals that you have um, that are going to to make sure that that happens. And and then from there, you just really get an idea of like, what is, you know, the thing that, that kind of does set you apart um, that secret sauce, and you figure out what that blend of that's going to be. So when you're thinking of how to prioritize those things, I think so quickly we can look at what other people are doing and say they're really successful at that, um, but we don't take into account their strategy. So I think it's really important. the The very first step is to get really clear on you know those three questions of those things, and then kind of work backwards um, from there, because I think that's going to allow you to. Um, make the decisions that are in alignment with where you want to be. We so quickly can jump on doing things that aren't really helping us where our goals are. And then that's when we start to, I think, get further and further, be, quote unquote, behind the competition, because we aren't executing our strategy in alignment with our resources, um, you know, what goals are, and then being able to kind of execute from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, Grace, you mentioned about uh, secret source strategy so can you tell what kind of secret sauce you have I mean like your two companies have and uh, how you can stand out from uh, your competitors the rest and help more to your customers
1: yeah I, I think a lot of what I've come in and this is right in line with the question that you have which is what I love is that I wish that I could say that I knew that was quote unquote my secret sauce from day one Um, Actually, a lot of it, what I think is my personal secret sauce comes from something I did when I was 10 years old. My dad was in the military. he, we didn't have all these fancy tools that we have now. So I started then a family newspaper and I sold the family newspaper subscriptions to family members. Um, and I was 10 years old at that time. So it wasn't like a major media company, but I always joke and say that that was my first media company. So, um, when I'm thinking of secret sauce, a lot of it is something that is innate to who you are. And, and a lot of times that can manifest itself in the business, in the organization and in the people. So when I try to figure out what mine was, I, I, you know, continue to work on a lot of things, but I went back to those things that I felt like came naturally. Um, So when you're thinking as an organization, like what is my secret sauce? A lot of times there might be seeds planted that you haven't really appreciated. And sometimes we even take for granted um, and stories that you might have as well too, just like, you know, my family newspaper. So when I'm thinking about my secret sauce, I'm thinking of my interest and my curiosity and just knowing about, you know, people, their stories, um, how they think just, I often say, like, I have a very journalistic kind of mentality. And that's why I talk a lot about building a media company, because I think if you try to provide value for the people that you're trying to serve, then that's going to help to support your business and maybe provide other opportunities that you never thought of. So when it's me, it comes down to content, but it's not just content for the sake of content. Again, not just to check off the box. It's that really in-depth understanding and curiosity around what people are doing what makes them tick especially from a CEO entrepreneur business owner standpoint but I I'm that annoying person that if you were to sit down at a bar I'll be probably asking you a million questions about what you do why you do it how you do it and all those things and I think that that just has manifested itself in all the things that I do
0: yeah nice love it love it yeah I think it's a big issue with many companies they get the average data from tools and don't know customers. You know, they share competitors, don't know customers. Spend time with your customer, learn from them. You can get a lot more data than any tool online study can provide because it's average data, it's far away from uh, your unique selling proposition. Uh, Gresh, I see your environment. I like your background. I see, you know, uh, for, I can feel it's like brainstorming or uh, some kind of list from your uh, left and right side. Can you tell what kind of environment you have and how it can help you, you know, uh, in your business? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. I moved here about a a year or so ago, so it definitely wasn't set up as it is now. Um, But uh, obviously I have a lot of soundproofing around here, but um, I also have um, a dry erase paint that's here. So it allows me, you know, brainstorm a lot. But actually, I'll I'll tilt this over a little bit Um, to the right. You can actually see I have um, and it's hard to see. But um, when I was doing the dry erase paint, I actually got to the bottom of the can. And it was all supposed to be white. Um, But I was like, I just wanted to do certain parts of the wall. And I said, you know what? I got this here. So let me just keep using it. And what happened is it ended up turning yellow. Um, So that corner, I actually call uh, my fail wall and it's uh, one of the most powerful things that wasn't supposed to happen but ended up happening so i ended up putting a bunch of quotes about um failure about how failure is not final about like how you know when a baby falls down no one tells the baby hey you're not you're not you're not you're not built to walk so stop walking just crawl for the rest yeah. of your life <laughs> just all of those things so Um, I'm addicted to quotes I have you know so much you know brainstorming things up but I really think that fail wall that's in the corner that you might you know see some of those quotes is probably one of the most unexpected things that happen that end up being really powerful for me to see on a daily basis. And I think too, it, it kind of just reminds me a lot of the process of marketing or the process of business and the process of life at that, how it doesn't necessarily always go the way that you want it to go, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's worse. <laughs> and I think that uh, a lot of times you can be set up for a success by just kind of, you know, I, I say a lot of times don't get attached to the, the how, get attached to the why. So just how things are done may not go exactly how you want them to go, But if you have a strong why, you know, you're doing this for X, Y, and Z reason, then regardless of what the how ends up being, then you're still going to be able to kind of, um, you know, set out and and manifest your why.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You remind me, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, once he said about failure, uh, failing. he told that uh, when he uh, starts something new, any new project business, he always fails, always, because we start from generic strategies, Best practices. then we need to adapt, to learn from failure, to go ahead. But I see when content creators give up. Most content creators give up uh, by recording the second episode of podcast, to write the second article. I don't know, because they can't get results from the first one. I have no idea how to do it, you know. It takes time. Even Mr. Beast, many other great influencers, they spend time. Gary v, uh shared that he spent like seven years on Twitter to... Uh, create content from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. every single day. He uh, avoided parties, many other things, just, and was consistent with that. Can you tell about failure for you? What kind of failing you can meet? Because, you know, in my times, in in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, you know, but I love learning from them. So, describe your uh, understanding of, of failure and how not to give up and go ahead
1: (laughs) yeah i think um you know this might be a whole different episode if we talk you know about failure and just like the psychology and why we're so like afraid to fail which that sounds that didn't even make sense like we're afraid to fail so we we don't you know try at all and i think that we have such a um you know misconception on you know what failure is and it's been you know a process for me and continues to be a process Was part of like why I have this fail wall up of like really understanding that failure is not the opposite of winning it's not the opposite of success it's not the opposite of where you want to be it's actually part of the process and it's taken me a really long time to get to kind of understand that and you know i always say if i could jump into a, a time machine that's exactly what i would tell myself is that failure is actually the path that's actually the opportunity that's actually setting you up for success and if you embrace that you embrace the learning and you try to fail um fail in a way that's not catastrophic um, which often the failures that we have built up in our head are catastrophic. We think if we post that, that you know, post on TikTok and it gets zero followers or, or even zero likes or zero views, that we have failed at life and we have failed at business and we have to, you know, put a, a, you know out of business up and all these things. But in reality, a lot of it is not that. What separates those people is really just you know stepping in and, and going further. And um, Sarah Blakely, who who founded Spanx, um, I read and listened to an interview that she said that when her dad, when he was she was young, her dad would always ask her, you know, how was your day? And you know, of course, she always wanted to say, hey, this went well, and you know, I did you know x y z and a b and c. So he started to ask her like how she failed every day, and Every time she would mention how she failed, he would give her a high five and it completely changed the way that she looked at failure. So I think that hearing those stories and hearing like the true path to success that your Shaquille O'Neal's, your J.K. Rowlings, who has got rejected so many times before she wrote Harry Potter, like all those people failed so much. And that's what led them to success. It helps you know that, hey, failure is not this terrible thing that we feel like could be, don't get me wrong. I, everybody wants to succeed with everything that they do. But one of the reasons that success is, and, and I think success and how we define it varies, but success is so powerful is because there's so many people that fail and they just stop. But really the opportunity is to fail and keep going and learn from it. And then you continue to to kind of lean your way to success. A whole super long answer, but hopefully that yeah. that helped you know how I think about failure.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. I remember when uh, I read uh, a book, uh, Dale Carnegie wrote this book about stop worrying. And he shared a story about a guy who lost a job, uh, was disappointed a lot. And after meeting another guy who didn't have legs, without legs, but this uh, man without legs, told him wow it's a nice day you know sunny day i love it and uh and uh, he uh, after that he changed completely his mindset about failing uh if you have legs if you have health if you have hands you have enough to overcome all obstacles uh stop worrying just go ahead i i love it love it I agree with that uh gresh i, I wanna ask about uh mistakes, common mistakes in uh, media marketing, uh, in SEO. Can you list mistakes that you can see that marketers still do and your way how to find a much better way?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of it, you know, we, we touched on a little bit, I think in terms of, you know, going to see, what keywords you want to rank for is not kind of niching down from there. Because if we're talking about the most competitive keywords, we're talking about, you know, your title tag and meta description and getting really, you know, technical from that standpoint, not having those set up, but it's not just saying that, you know, Yoast or whatever plugin that you might use gives me a green light. So that means that I have my SEO set up (laughs) correctly. Um, There's a lot of strategy around like SEO and a lot of that strategy even with, you know, AI tools and all these, you know, technological softwares that we have, any SaaS tools that we can leverage, I think is only as good as the questions that you ask, the the prompts that you put in, you hear that a lot around ChatGPT. ChatGPT can be an incredibly powerful tool if you ask the right questions, but I think a lot of people think they're just going to sit down and the questions, at least not yet, Um, it's not going to pull the questions, you know, from what you're looking for, Um, but you start to, to realize that your ability to be able to know exactly what your strategy is is going to set you up for success more than anything else. So when we're talking about your title tag, meta description, yes, you want to, of course make sure that you're within the the amount of characters and and you you make sure that you have your alt you know tags set up for your images and and all of those things are important. But it's only as important if you know exactly what you're wanting to rank for. And I think that when and and you're honest about what that looks like, because if you're trying to rank for the most competitive keyword as we talked about seo you can have everything in line but you don't necessarily have everything in line because there's so many other you know considerations that you haven't you know thought of so i think first and foremost is making sure that you understand what your strategy is, and you're starting to look and be in, in align with that strategy. Not paying attention to what other people are doing, uh, but just being aligned with that. Um, the other, you know, big thing that I, you know I see a lot is, you know, especially with COVID, you had a lot of organizations and businesses uh, that were that were pivoting. They might have rebranded their businesses. They might have also, you know, decided that they were going to start another business or another arm of those businesses. Um, you can get some benefits, but a lot of times, if you're getting like a new domain, you're kind of starting from, you know, it's like, I usually say, like building a new house. Um, so you you can get some benefits in terms of like getting, you know, the backlinks coming back from there. But overall, um, you have to understand that you're not going to start from the same place that you started from an SEO standpoint, from a Google standpoint. So it's it's understanding that as much as possible, you want to try to, you know, benefit the URL that you have, but also know if you're launching something new, that, it, that in fact, is probably going to be something new. Um, and there's, of course, different ways you can work through to try to, you know, um, improve that. But I think most people think that, okay, because I've been successful, because I have all these accomplishments on my bio, Google's going to know that. And when I launch this new business, it's going to be the exact same. But it's usually not whether we're talking about, you know, a website or we're talking about even creating like a new social media handle and, and things like that. So I think from a very granular standpoint, it's understanding the whole kind of psychology and the way that, you know, these tools work. But uh, it's also like, you know, using the, Um, the tools to support the mission and the strategy that you put in place. And it ends up being a a strategy that you can, you know, execute on. So hopefully that's, you know, somewhat helpful.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Let's talk about AI. Uh, So it's hard to ignore this topic today, impossible tomorrow. And you mentioned about uh, writing prompts. Uh, uh, You remind me Elon Musk when uh, he uh, shared a screenshot uh after uh with the question that he asked on chat gpt uh and uh, i read a few times this question to understand what elon musk wanna get now so he wrote a unique prompt uh unique question and uh, ai gave unique answer unique <laughs> and uh it's but i see when people set up prompts like uh write an article how to play guitar how to lose weight how to build muscles You can get uh, content that you can find on Google. Even on Google, you can find much better content because uh, uh, AI just rewrite existing content. So can you tell how to write these prompts? How to create unique prompts that Elon Musk did before? He did it before criticizing AI and (laughs) signed this letter with my thousand other uh, companies to procrastinate the process. And it's interesting after that, he decided uh, to buy expensive equipment to develop this technology on Twitter. (laughs) So Elon Musk can change uh, his mind uh, fast. Uh, It's his attitude. And uh, yeah, uh, let us know about writing these prompts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that um, one of the, the big things that you see around all different types of technology, whether we're talking about SEO or we're talking about social media, is there's kind of this... Um, I guess, hesitation or kind of, you know, fear, maybe, since we were talking about fear around, like how exactly to do that. And when we're thinking about AI, I feel like it's a lot of the, the similar things and, and same things. I think we're just scratching the surface on um, what it could potentially be. And AI has been around if you really, you know, think about it, you know, from, you know, being able to kind of take information and, 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 you know, synthesize that information very quickly. So it's been around for some time. I think it's just become obviously a lot popular with chat GBT and, you know, writing, you know, college essays and taking, um, you know, GMAT tests and all these tests and passing them. I think people are starting to see like, oh, wow, this is, can be, can be pretty powerful. So I, I, I answer you know that question in much the same way that I would for most you know technology tools is that um, the technology is getting advanced enough to where you can end up having conversations with it. Um, so I think some of the best prompts, and I, I think where things are moving um, is that you're able to ask very specific questions. The questions that you might ask in your dining room or you might ask in your boardroom. Um, where it's very specific, that's kind of, I think, where you're going to see AI continue to improve. So not just asking like, hey, I want to, you know, I want a prompt to, um, you know, for my meal prep for the rest of the week, or for the rest of the month, it's asking questions along the lines of, hey, I want to, I'm 178 pounds, and I want to increase and in bulk up to, you know, 200 pounds, what types of things should I eat Monday through Friday so that I can continue to kind of um, increase my my um, my weight? And oh, by the way, I want to work out three or four times a week too. Um, and I think when we start to get a little bit more specific on what that looks like, and, and just like you're having a conversation with your personal trainer that you might use or your friend um, that you're chatting with, I think that's really where the power of it is. But I think, you know it's still somewhat of a, there's a gap between understanding the totality of who you are, understanding if you have certain health conditions and you didn't input it there, um, or even just taking the, the, the output that you received and making sure that it is actually something that you can achieve or is logical and things like that. So I think, you know, again, so many times we think that it's human and technology. These are on two ends of the spectrum, but I think the opportunity is really where these things are hand in hand. So it's thinking that specificity, but also being to being able to kind of think. Use that creativity to say, "Okay, this does work or this doesn't work. hey, i, I I'm actually allergic to shrimp. so I, I can't eat that. And I forgot to input that. So do you have an so just things like that? So I think it goes hand in hand, just like a a good game of like Batman or tennis where you go back and forth with the AI and you ultimately just have conversations. So I think there's, of course, you know if you've been on you know any type of social media, you've probably seen a million props that you could buy for twenty dollars. But I think that we're going more and more towards understanding that it's at the heart of it, having a conversation and and, and having um, the prompt be exactly like you were talking, you know, with your best friend.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And Gresh, my final question about your experience. By the way, I asked this question, but uh, I want to share the reply with new listeners who can listen to this podcast. Uh, If you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today to learn more about media marketing, SEO? Yeah, I
1: I think the last question you asked kind of dovetails right into this. And and I think that using, you know, the AI tools is a really good place to start. I I really think like using your chat, your Google Bars is really powerful because it allows you to really start to... To think about things, it it really allows you to say that okay, I'm thinking about starting the this business, um, an SEO business, a uh, uh, media marketing, or what or what advice or things should I be considering? Um, do you have you know some people that you think are super successful that you can? Um, think are really great, you know, on un, 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 um, unofficial mentors that I can lean into. So asking those questions, I think is going to be extremely powerful. It's, it's funny enough that a lot of what I did um, earlier on, like, especially with the podcast and the blog and all of those things was asking those questions because I wanted to learn about business and learn about information. The beauty of these AI tools is that you can ask them, you can do them a lot quicker. And if you're using that for a market research or just a curiosity standpoint, it ends up being, you know the way that you can start and fail or pivot or get information early on. So, hands down, I would probably be leveraging these tools to try to just get more information, more ideas. If I had a specific idea, I'd probably be kicking it around unless it's like something, you know, super proprietary. Um I would probably be, you know, putting it there and just seeing I get an idea of the target market, the avatar that I think I'm going to, you know, focus on, which is extremely important too, which is a very valuable question. Um with marketing and and just continue to kind of learn. Um, I think, again, it's, it's it's understanding that your why is not changing, your how is going to change. So while you may not be doing blogs and podcasts and things like that, that I was doing at the very beginning to learn about business, you still might be leveraging tools to, to again, get to your why. So that's definitely what I would do um, if I was, you know, starting today.
0: I love it. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Great. (laughs) Gresh, it's a big pleasure to get on my show again to learn from you. You always share this valuable insight. You're so kind to share this value with my audience. So welcome back anytime. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's so totally, I pre- truly appreciate all the awesome things you're doing and definitely get an opportunity to be back on. Um, I have a site that is kind of a landing page for everything that I do, it's IAM dot com. that spells out com. you can check out links to blue 16 media cb nation the podcast and then you can also check out you are a media.company and that's where a lot of the things that i talk about about be, be, being and building a media company um is a uh, something you can lean into in different ways that you could do it there so also check out that site but and i totally truly appreciate you for all the awesomeness you continue to do and, and glad i could be a small part of it
0: Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Guys, you can find the links uh, to all websites that Gresh has uh, in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Awesome, great, valuable. Okay, guys. Love you. See you.